all I got to do is tell you that it's we're going in a really, really good direction. Okay, we are. It's fantastic. The the, the road is bright, and there's just good things happening. And I can't express to you anybody following Tempest and I. Millions are right around the corner. Now, hold on, Grace. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't move. And without me knowing, I needed Daryl to get that done. So can we compliment and clap for Daryl right now? All right. There you go. There you go. He is a he's a he's a he's a fair man, so he won't compliment himself. But we're gonna give him his roses while he's yet living, old Baptist talk. You understand? You understand. So one more time, just one more time. Let's embarrass him. And let us all say thank you, Daryl. Yes, 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 yes. There you go. There you go. That's why I, that's why I waited. So now it makes sense. I could be one minute late because I didn't want to say that with I wanted some more people on the call so I can do what I wanted to do. So I appreciate that. Somebody tell me what we talk about. I know what we talking about, but you tell me. All right. All right. Deanna sing sang the brain. That's what we talking about. Someone tell me about the brain. Let me hear it. In your own understanding, what does the brain do? Let me hear it. Let me hear. The brain. Come on. Deanna, unmute your mic, Deanna, say it. That's where creation comes from. All right. <laughs> your thoughts. When, well, I'm going to say what you, you always tell us. Your thoughts plus your emotions equals creation. But it all begins within your brain from every emotion, from every creation, from every a thought from every idea, anything you do, it stems from the brain. It's the transmitter. <laughs> you might. Anybody agree or disagree with that? If you agree or disagree or you want to add more to it, go ahead now. Now's your time. Somebody add more to that or disagree to it, with it. Let me hear from you. Come now, come. Let me hear from you. Who agrees with that? Come on, Jerome. You know, you know, okay. Does everything come from the brain? Maybe, maybe, maybe we maybe we should start there. Does everything come from the brain? No. Okay, then. So what? What doesn't? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me let you explain without leaving. Well. <clears throat> The way I understand it, Antonio, and the way I've always um, kind of processed it in my mind is I see the brain as the hardware and the, uh, the mind as the software. And I think the mind is outside of the brain. And, and I believe that even more now because I have a uh, personal experience in how the brain actually works as opposed to how my mind works. 
um, after and and these I mean and and May of 2017, as you guys have heard before, I had a stroke. Right, yeah. it left me paralyzed on the left side, and I went to therapy four or five days a week. I did everything they told me. I got most of it back, but they told me uh, something called neuroplasticity. And that mm -hmm. is the, the brain's ability to rewire and reconnect neurons together. And mm -hmm. I did everything in terms of what the body could do. And that includes the brain. I did what they told me to do, but I wasn't making the connections. And the reason, as I understand it, why I wasn't making the connections is because my mind and where I was in terms of my thinking, I was still angry. I was wondering mm. why, you know, why me? Why did this have to happen to me? Oh, I know why. They should have fixed this when I was in therapy. They didn't do this and they didn't do mm. that. If they didn't treated me earlier, then I would have got all my stuff back. My roommate, he got all his stuff back in three months. And so what I did is I slipped back into what really caused the stroke in the first place. And that's resentment. Mm. And wow. I was sitting talking to um, my therapist and I told her part of my story. And my story is that for, for as, as long as I can remember, I always held resentments from somebody. In fact, there was a time in my life when there's probably wasn't anyone I didn't resent. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm serious. And, and she said to me, she just looked deep in my eyes and she said, that's why you had the stroke. Mm. Now, uh, in recent studies and going through uh, nutrition, I understand a lot of that to be true. So we know that high blood pressure is caused by what? The adrenal glands putting us into, uh, taking us out of homeostasis and releasing all this cortisol into the body and different chemicals. Mm. And we eventually, um, we're fighting that so much mm. that we don't have enough to, to uh, deal with the other problems that we may have. And that, in fact, is what causes high blood pressure. All those chemicals are being released, living in this stressful uh, environment all the time. And when you are constantly, for me, constantly playing over and over uh, in my mind, someone that did something to me. Now, all these things that happened were not all my fault. Some of them were. But me reliving those things over and over did not help. And it culminated mm. in that stroke. It wasn't that I was eating so bad. In fact, I was eating really good. It's just that that those chemicals were being released because I just couldn't let things go. I still struggle with that to this day. I couldn't let them go. And so I'm coming back to the brain, but the reality is this, is that I, because I couldn't let these things go, you know, my brain could not do what it was naturally supposed to do because my mind was so angry. I wouldn't mm -hmm. let it do its job. And so mm. I don't think that, I mean, I know the brain is a connector. I mean, the brain and the mind interact, but the mind is outside of the body. The, 
it's you know mind body and soul right so when mm -hmm. we look at our minds it is it's giving the brain instructions the instructions from the brain gives it to the rest of the body i mean that's all the neurons and we know all about how many connections we have trillions of connections and i know how that is and i'll tell you some days i can wake up in the morning and my arm that i'm really working on now doing a lot of therapy on it will work just like it normally works mm. like and i'm not kidding you and then some days when i'm resentful and i'm angry or i'm not thinking clearly it stiffens up or if i if i get in this thought process i'll tell you the story and i'll shut up four days no, after i had a stroke four days after i had the stroke I'm, I'm in the nursing home. I'm out of ICU and I'm in the nursing home and I'm pissed off. And I kept saying, why, you know, why, why, why? And then it occurred to me, why not? Why not? So my mom gave me a call in the nursing home and I'm talking to her on the phone. Now keep in mind, I'm completely paralyzed on my left side. I cannot move, nothing. And so we're talking and all of a sudden, during this conversation, everything on my left side came back. Everything. I could move my arms. I could move my legs. I could feel my, the left side of my mouth, all of that, for about 30 minutes. It all came back. And I'm crying on the phone, Mom, it's back. And she's, oh, praise Jesus, you know, going through her stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and about 30 minutes later, gone. I was back. I was paralyzed again. I experienced it another time laying in my bed one morning and it all came back. And then what I realized guys is that there was something going on in my mind that was blocking this. Antonio, you and I talked about this and you said, man, you should really talk mm -hmm. about stroke because there's an epistemology that we don't really understand. The doctors don't really understand this. People are suffering from strokes right now because of what they don't forgive. That they're holding inside. Okay? It's it's more than what we think. It's more than what we think. And this is not someone telling you. See, this I don't like to go here because you know about the, the weeping prophet. Every time I start talking, I'll cry. Mm -hmm. That's just who I am, right? <laughs> so what I know for sure is that when I don't allow myself the um, when I don't uh, uh, release the anger or the bitterness, mm -hmm. then I don't get the recovery that I deserve. I don't get it. It just doesn't happen. And, and that's across the board. It's across the board. I'm realizing that it's not just me. It's something when I can't function the way I should because I'm angry mm. There's something else going on that I can't completely explain but when I relax like earlier today I did my exercise I'm doing real good uh, I ate a really good lunch I eat really good most of the time Robin <laughs> I know you like to eat well <laughs> and I, I sit down at my desk and then everything was just like normal and then I get into this stressful, just the, the 
thoughts itself, whatever it is, if I'm thinking about what my daughter didn't do, uh, what I forgot mm. to do, things I can't control, then I get stiff again. So it's wow. called spasticity. So the connections from my body to my brain has already come back. But the spasticity is what keeps you stiff. You see people have a stroke and they're holding their hand up to their chest like that. That's spasticity. Not mm. neurospasticity, but just spasms, muscle spasms. And so the only way you really get that back is to continuously exercise muscle memory, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but when, when you're not, or when you allow yourself to, uh, for me, when I allow myself to get in these, these different spaces, you know, then I stiffen up again. So I said all that to say that there's definitely, in my opinion, a difference between, um, the mind and the brain. And I think we, we, we get the, the brain, um, pulls from the mind and it feeds the rest of the body, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. There's a whole lot in there. There's a whole lot in there. I'll bring up the main two things. The main two themes which match each other. And you wanna do? Yeah. All right. She wanna say something. I don't talk much, but when people say something, I gotta say something. <laughs> Daryl, I appreciate the reminder of everything you just said because my team, my tribe, <clears throat> my mastermind group knows that I suffer from what you suffer from, which was anger. And had I not listened that day in Edna, Texas, to Shannon Clark and Antonio T. Smith Jr., I would be on my way to what you experienced a stroke. I was angry, and my friend Shannon, who grew up with me, said, we didn't hang around you much because we didn't know which grace was coming. We didn't know which grace we were going to get that day. <laughs> and that day, the scales just fell off my eyes. You can't see the picture when you're in a frame. And so when I, when I came to the realization, hey, you do get angry a lot. These people are the only people that have told you that. There are numerous people that have told you that you're angry. You just didn't hear them. And now when since source grace finally heard, he said, okay, well, it's time to change. And so I thank you for the reminder because it's, it's hard because anger is an addiction just like alcohol, just like drugs, just like whatever you can get addicted to. Anger is an addiction and it's in the brain and you have to unlearn what you've learned. And I got to remind myself daily, Antonio is always in the back of my brain saying, hey, you going to sell your happiness for that? And so... That reminds me every day. Hey, no reason to get angry over this. There's no reason to get angry over anything. You just look at it, what it is, observe it, say, okay, that don't serve me, and move on. And that is what keeps me to this day. So I appreciate that reminder. No problem. Well, Robin, you look like you got something to say. <laughs> I do. Oh my.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Uh, because okay so i don't know how to explain this so i'll just tell it and then you know go from there daryl no one i want to say definitely thank you because i had no idea that stroke um can you know resentment can trigger a stroke because i know i i might not hold a whole lot of anger like that anger anger but i i'm a i'm famous holding resentment on someone and I would just be like mm, what up like I just I just shut down I shut down but I do have a lot of, <laughs> I have a lot of resentment <laughs> I hold on to a lot of resentment and I remember years ago my brother told me God doesn't want you you cannot be angry you cannot be hateful you have to let that go and it took me years to learn how to let it go. But through my meditation, I read this story about this guy who meditated 
and he got so far in what he's got so good at his meditation that he's felt a click in the in his brain happen he said it felt like a like a pop like a popcorn pop like a kernel pop and he said he felt it and he heard it and then at, from there his clarity changed so as i started to meditate and as i go through my process i i can feel so it's not the same thing but i feel certain things that are happening in my brain and then also it takes maybe days later or weeks later i will feel an emotional change within me i've also had my massage therapist well he was my instructor at the time and he said you out of everybody here will have the biggest breakthrough and i was like what you talking about because i don't cry i don't get emotional i don't do all of that stuff like don't come to me with no tears because i just ain't but i wind up having the biggest emotional breakdown like towards the end of the class so i would like to know for you daryl how what is how is it that you know that you're still holding on to res, like resentment like or what what is it some of the things that you do because my like i said it's not necessarily like a, a anger thing but the resentment is i i don't have the words for it, but i do know that i hold on to resentment so what what are some of the things that you've done to be able to let resentment go Okay, well, I think it's best if I start by telling you how I keep resentment, and then you can do the opposite, <laughs> because not all resentment have I let go. The majority I think I have, but I still deal with it. One major one is I'm dealing with my dad, right? So I still have that. But I go back, uh, part of my story is kind of like Antonio's. I was molested by men from the age of five years old to 10 years old. Um, it's by the time I was 21, I was a full blown alcoholic. By the time I was 35, I was recovering, had three kids out of wedlock, second marriage. All those things created resentment, abandonment issues, everything that you can imagine, you know, the anger as I went through recovery, Alcoholics Anonymous 30, 30 years, by the way, that I've been clean and sober. They told me. They told me that, and in the literature it says, well, first of all, my sponsor said he's never, ever seen someone so incredibly resentful, ever. I read in the literature, it said, resentment kills more alcoholics than anything else. I didn't understand it at the time, but I can tell you this, every time I think of something that happened to me because it didn't really come out rob until i was 45 years old about the uh molestation when i start to remember it but i can think about one of the perpetrators and i can smell it to this day so the resentment loop picks up he's dead last week the one who did the most damage to me died my mother's at his funeral now and he did so much that he shaped my personality. Uh, meaning that I have a cousin who passed away six months ago who was 
that little guy, he, he and I were the same age. And the cousin who just passed last week used to make us fight each other. Then he would make us go after he molested us. Then he would make us fight each other. Then he would make us go and steal from him. So guess what I became good at as a young man? Fighting, stealing, and sexual deviancy. Okay? Got kicked out of school for trying to pit my hand on the little girl's dress in a kindergarten, sixth grade. Where does a young boy learn that kind of stuff? So I said all that to say, to add a little dramatic impact to it, is that these resentments circle around. Sometimes I have no issues with them at all, or it appears to be that way. And then other times, like now, when I'm dealing with uh, this cousin's death, um, I'm trying to have sympathy, but I don't. And so I, I guess the loop is, Robin, is that I think about it, you know? I think about what happened, and I play that tape. We used to say that in, in recovery as well, playing that tape over and over to get out of something. Sometimes I play that tape, and it puts me right back there. So I can't really honestly say that I can give you an answer on how I got over it other than eventually uh, dealing with certain parts like marriages, all that resentment is gone. Mm -hmm. um, and I think because my ex and I are friends now and we just kind of made peace with it, but that, that, that stemmed, I mean, that brought up the uh, abandonment issues, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know if that answers your question, but um, there it is. Yeah, no, that that definitely did. Like you said, just telling you, telling me, you know, that right there definitely helped me because I found a couple of things that were that I can definitely relate to is, you know, bringing up the old emotions, sometimes even not knowing where it's coming from, or it could be a smell. I thought I was something was going on again when I was smelling something old, like, you know, smelling alcohol from, you know, like I haven't smelled that since I was a little girl. Or I haven't smelled my father's scent or drug scent or something like that since I was X next age. But then it would trigger me to emotionally be a certain kind of way towards people because I don't know, maybe I might be around the smell of something that reminds me of Coke. And so I get real irritable. I might be around a certain smell of alcohol and I'm real short with people. Like, I don't want you to be around me. Don't breathe, don't nothing. I'm just, and it creates a, I can feel, it's almost like I can feel a pressurized movement or something in my brain. I can feel, I can feel it in, you know, in my brain and just like, what is that? And then, so yeah, long story short, yeah. You answered it by just telling me, um, you know, your story, just, you know, just telling me your story. So yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to, I'm going to, I know Antonio is going to pick this up, but I'm studying, Keep a going. Right Keep going. I'm studying a book right now, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And it's a great book. I'll hold it up. Get it if you can. I think all the staff at ATS already got the book, but it's a phenomenal book. And it certainly uh, speaks to the fact that we release chemicals. Um, and those chemicals in our brain are reminders of what happened. Everything we've ever done in our life 
there's there's neurons that are still connected. They're, they're, uh, it's like having a habit that's difficult to break. And when things come up related to that particular event or situation that happened in the past, then those same emotions come right back up again. And it's so incredibly true for me that I, I, I'm able to feel those things again. But what I am learning is that I can do the reverse of that. I can start to create new situations in my life. And of course, um, like with anything else, we all know that forgiveness is the key, but not all the time can we really know that we've forgiven someone when we don't really know the complete impact of that event until it comes back up again. So I could say, you know, when I worked through this, I was 45 years old, I worked through this and I thought I was over it. But then one of the main perpetrators dies and then it circles back around. So, you know, Antonio, I'm sure you got a lot of good stuff to say about that. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do, but um, let me, this is going to be the rest of the class. That's why I started off the way I started off. You see, I didn't go into teaching. I went into asking questions. So get ready. I'm going to say a few things only because I believe Daryl is right. I should say something here. Before I say something, I'm, I'm going to borrow a page. Let's see, Tempest. Tempest, unmute your mic for me, please. And then Dion and Grace, get ready. Yes. How you going, curly-haired girl? I'm great. Doing okay? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. How many times, in your honest, honest opinion, no, honest observation, was I angry last year? How many times were you angry last year? Last year. Your, in your honest observation. <clears throat> um, maybe five. Okay, five. And this year, how many times have I been angry? So you can put all 365 days plus whatever 100 days we've had so far. This year, as in 2019, none that I know of. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Deanna, in your honest observation, same question, this year, last year, how many times? This year, I'll say twice. Last year, maybe three times. Great, same question to you. Last year, last year, hmm. Man, I don't you don't get angry much. Um, I'll go with three. <laughs> this year, yeah, twice. The twice this year was probably mad at both Deanna and Grace. That's <laughs> the The only thing that really gets me upset, and my version of upset is this right here. 
It's that right there. If you see me do that, it's pretty much over. It's me stopping myself from exploding. Is when you sabotage the team. If I see you sabotaging the team, you're done for. You're done. It's just done. Because there's a few reasons. But the reasons don't matter for this conversation, so I leave them out. Let's just let's just say, and you guys are repeating, you know, some instances. But let's just add them all up, okay? Let's just add them all up. You would be at ten. So in the last four hundred and fifty days, I've been mad ten times. Okay, that's adding them up. I used to be a very angry person. Do you understand that I rarely get angry? And it's certainly not for long. And I'm not. I want you to know something. I'm telling you this for a reason. No anger. Good harvest. No anger. Good harvest. I'm telling you that for a reason. There is a direct correlation between your anger and your harvest. There is. There is. Now I'll answer the question. And I want you to listen to everything I'm about to say through the lens of how many times that I ruined my harvest with my anger. It's a direct correlation. It's one of the things that we can say is tried and true in universal law. Anger, you do something, you hold it, bad harvest comes. In Daryl's case, he said one of the wisest things I've heard, his anger stops him from getting the recovery he deserves. It's amazing. It's amazing, right? That is just, I I ain't know what to say about that, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Now, your physical body and your mind is your wealth. I'm going to say a few things and then I'm done. I'm going to show you a few things and I'm going to show you a picture that I pulled up while Daryl was talking and I'm done. Your physical body and your mind is your wealth. That's your real wealth. It's hard for disease to survive in an environment where the pH balance is above seven. I'll make that make sense in a little bit. It is, it is hard for disease to survive in a body where the pH balance is above seven. It's seven or above. Hard. Near impossible. This is science, okay? It makes no sense for you to be healthy and broke. Every single thing I'm saying, I really want to go in chat. I want, I want to see y'all put it in chat. More than one person. It makes no sense for you to be healthy and broke. It makes no sense for you to be broke and healthy. 
the two of these things can't go together. They can't. It makes no sense to be healthy and broke. Write that down. It makes no sense to be broke and healthy. Now I'm about to I'm about to jab you. There is no such thing as a poor righteous teacher. You've been lied to. You don't get to be poor and righteous at the same time. If you are happy, you cannot be broke. If you are healthy, happy, you cannot be broke. If you are happy, you cannot be unhealthy. Health and happiness leads to riches whether you want them to or not. And I want you to think about every successful person you look up to. I bet you their body is white. And if it's not, their happiness overrides their diet. I gave you Warren Buffett as an example. Now, no such thing as a poor righteous teacher. Give me a church. Let me use you as an example. Stop letting people tell you Jesus was poor. You stop it. You stop it right now. Okay? You stop letting people tell you that your Savior was poor. Your Savior had the ability to call down his own economy whenever he desired. Do you understand? All right? I don't care if you're Jehovah's Witness. Jesus is still in your Bible. Where your, your, what is his Bible? Listen to me. Listen to me well. You've been taught that you've got to be poor to be righteous. Jesus was so kind to people, he never had to worry about nothing. Just because he said, how the foxes have holes, birds have nests, son of man, that don't mean that somebody wouldn't have put him up. When he needs to pay taxes, he said, Peter, go get that fish. He's got some money in the mouth. When he needs to feed 5,000, at least 5,000 people reached up, prayed, and food came down. That's called the economy. No such thing as a poor, righteous teacher. Where's Bryant? <coughs> I meet your mic, Bryant. He just came back in. Let your phone down. I'll mute your bright, bright. We probably have phone issues. Y'all let him know that I said, you don't get to say the goodness of the Lord and have car problems every week. If you can't give people $20 when they need it, you can't lead people. No. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? I appreciate your chance. You understand what I'm saying? You don't get the opportunity to be a poor, righteous teacher. They don't exist. You, Robin, you healthy. Now it's time to be wealthy. Period, point blank. You don't get to be healthy and not have the financial equivalent to it. 
because a good tree can't bear bad fruit. You can't say, I'm a good tree. Look, I work out every day. That don't mean you're a good tree. You got poison in your temple. You paint in the walls, but you poison in the floors. Don't get to be a poor righteous teacher. Humans die for many different reasons. But at the root of all diseases is stress. You should write that down. You should put that in the chat. Human beings die for many different reasons. But at the root of all diseases. Did I say some? All diseases. Stress. It could be flu season all you want to. If you're happy, everybody coughing around you, but you ain't getting it. The root of all diseases is stress. Toxins do not increase the quality of your life. They simply prolong your death. Toxins do not increase the quality of your life. They simply prolong your death. Can I push that further? Hospitals don't increase the quality of your life. They are designed to prolong your death. Let me let Chance break in. Go ahead, Chance. Let me hear from you. Antonio, this this is Corey. I I hey, changed Corey. my name. I changed my name to Chance just to prove to people that you know, when you when you change, you have to change your name. Uh, and and so now I believe that that's something that that I'm I've learned to do is to give people chance. But you know, I just wanted to commend you and your team because I'm I don't get to be in class a lot. And I just want to commend you, you all of the great work that you all do. And I and and every time I'm on here, I just man, I just be going, ooh, he hit another one. <laughs> ooh, 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 he got another one. I, I was like, man. I said, man, I, I just want to commend you and your team, man, for for all the listeners you, and, and all the new people, man, who don't really know the work that y'all put in week in and week out. I just want to commend you on the great work and studying and just studying your craft that everything doesn't go stale. So I just wanted to commend you all, uh, everybody hey, on the team. So that's all I wanted and to I say. Thank you, you all for studying your craft. No, thank you very much. I received that. I want y'all to clap for yourself. When somebody grown compliments you, they ain't got to do that. They ain't got to compliment you. Thank you very much, Corey. I appreciate you. I appreciate you very much. Let's see. Hospitals prolong your death. They don't save your life. What else can I say? I'm only saying I'm on point with every single thing Daryl said. Like, I'm, I'm not on some tangent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is a direct, now y'all not going to like this, okay? Robin, let me, let, me, let me have you for a moment. Y'all not going to like this. There's a direct correlation between poverty and disease. Mm-hmm. You're not yeah. going to like it. But we, but when you're in poverty, you live shorter, you're overweight, ADHD, this and all this. 
the food that that we eat of filled with is filled with sugar. Anything processed is bad for you. Got a chef on the phone. He he understand. But that food that kills us, they weaponize food against us. I'm not lying. It's not, that's kind of conspiracy theory. But I'm telling you what is fact. Got to read a book or cut on YouTube. I'm telling you for real that the food in your neighborhood is meant to keep you entertained and not educated. Go ahead, Pam. Pam on fire. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all going to have to hear my story. You are so right. When I did my master's, I did my master's thesis, it was entitled The Effect of Malnutrition on the Mental Health of Preschool Children. I was trained to go to Washington to write law and social welfare law. I, what I documented and what I unveiled was the conspiracy of our government and how the whole WIC and WIN program was designed to cause mental illness among minority children. The composition of the, of the food that the cheese the, and everything that was being given in those programs, they knew would negatively impact our mental, our children's mental health. Remember before, we didn't have our children going into special ed and being called mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff until that program started. I went to get my doctorate at Johns Hopkins University. And I applied. I taught, graduated top in my class in my master's, aced my thesis. And Hopkins, very stupidly, I thought, said, oh, to get into the doctoral program, and it was a doctoral of science, there were only two schools that offered it, Harvard and Johns Hopkins. I wanted to go on the medical side, so I went to Hopkins. They said I had to defend my dissertation again. Well, no problem, I aced it, sent it, and I came. I, I showed up for the, for the defense. There were 12 white men sitting around a table, all of whom had my dissertation. For two and a half hours, they grilled me on my findings. And I proceeded to quote them, verse of the law, the memos I found in Washington where People in Congress knew what they were doing and they were upset. But I looked at the names of the men who were around on the table. They were the men who sat on the subcommittees that had approved the WIC and WIN program. I knew I was in trouble. I came out, finished, they, I answered every question. There was a black secretary outside the room. Uh, and when it was over, I went home. At 11.30 at night, two weeks later, I get a call waking me up out of my sleep, and it's the secretary. She said, my husband told me I was not allowed to sleep anymore until I called you to tell you the truth. She said, you need to know. You scared the hell out of those white men. They came out after you left that room and said, why couldn't you trip her up? What, we can't let her on Hopkins campus, or she will reveal what we have done to her people. And they said, instructed me, I had to write you the letter telling you were, you were rejected from the Doctor of Science program at Johns Hopkins. But you need to know, Ms. Norris, 
you were rejected, not because you didn't have the grades, not that you couldn't have done this, but you scared these men because they were afraid you were going to tell the world what had been done to Black people. And she said, you need to know that for your own benefit. When you say that it was weaponized, I knew this, this is 19, I graduated, um, let's see, 70, 75, 76. This was early 76 was when I applied for my doctorate. They, this is when they were so scared it was going to come out, that it was planned. And it, it, is, it is horrible. Um, I've spent a lot of my life dealing with, in the I went into mental health, dealing with mothers, telling them how to get their kids off of ADHD medicine. I would tell them how to change their diets, what not to feed their children. And I got hundreds of kids who had been diagnosed as being ADHD off their medicines and functioning well. But it's because you, as you said, Antonio, what, food has been weaponized against our people. That's all I'm gonna say. I can document that one. I can prove well, you, I, I know what I'm talking about, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm being, well, okay, it's happening. I'm being nice. I'm saying poor people. Right? I'm being nice. And you should be nice. Because you know, this, this could easily blow up into something that doesn't need to be. I, I look at food every day, uh, Pamela. This is part of what I do. And I see Robin over there about to explode as well. It's it's crazy. I mean, you just go to go to the grocery store. And I recorded this. And part of what I was going to do on my website was to start doing this and I can become a different kind of person when I'm in that element because the Franken foods in the poison that is purposely designed, weaponized, whatever you want to call it, to attack not only just black people. Okay. I need to put that out there. That food is designed That's to why kill I said poor everybody. people. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. I accept that. Yeah. I, I mean, I but no, having what you said is absolutely true. And yeah, you fact, you fact. When they created that program, they did it for that reason. And there's a number of reasons behind that that I don't think this call is for. But mm -hmm. what I do appreciate about studying foods now. And what I really want to cut loose on Facebook about is they'll probably lock me up. But I, you can go to any fast food restaurant now, and the food is so dangerous, it's not even food anymore. My daughter works at Facebook. She brought home a, this new vegetarian patty. And, it's, and she said, well, this is good. This is vegan. And I'm like, let's look it up. When I showed her the ingredients list, it's worse than beef. You may as well eat toxic beef than to eat this food. The buns are sugar. They're designed to attack and knock your body out of homostasis. Just simple as that. There's no other way to put it. It's designed to kill you. If you are over 35 and black, you got diabetes. If you're male, if you don't have it, you got prediabetes. Yep. It is absolutely bonkers, and I'm going to shut up right there. <laughs>
So I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep going, but I'll I'll restrict the cost of where we at. But when you, you ain't saying nothing wrong, and, and nobody said nothing wrong. But I'm gonna tell you, poor people and middle class is poor unless you have a different mindset, okay? Because you can, cause not, and I'm not talking about money. Money has something to do with wealth, but money is different. Because you can have $35,000 and be rich, depending on your mindset. Mm-hmm. You ain't got no complaint. You cool with your $63,000 a year? You are doing very good. Because it's, it's, I know millionaires that don't like their life. Believe me, I know quite a few. Quite a few. The food is still weaponized. And in fact, you can just watch What the Health on Netflix. It's a documentary by a young white guy. This, I don't even want you to think. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you that the food, I was setting up the food in your mouth is killing you. But that ain't why I was saying it. This is why I was saying it. The people around you is worse than the food. The people around you. This is science. The people around you have the same effect as that trash food Daryl was just talking about in fast food restaurants. As the trash food you put in your mouth People have the same effect. And if you're holding on to resentment, you might as well be eating the weaponized food against you. It's pH balance. It just is what it is. The people around you, not just that, I'm going to push it further. The shows you watch become calories you consume. Through your eyes and your ears, those shows got energy that are in words, culture, housewives throwing wine on each other because they mad, all of that stuff. Then what you do is you take that and you you looking at your man crazy. All because what someone else did on TV. So it's not just the food. I was setting up the food, but you're right. The, I was setting up the people. The food, the people, and the shows you watch. I don't put no crap in my mind. When y'all scroll down Facebook to see people fighting, y'all look at it. I roll right past that crap. And every time the evil side of me is tempted to look at it, I tell myself, this, is this going to make you a billion dollars? No, move. I'm dead serious. Rated R movies will slit your throat and let you see it. Mm-hmm. Woman show cleavage, it's rated X. I'm not advocating for cleavage. I'm just trying to tell you the world that we, the people who control the media have deemed that you can get shot on live TV and we'll show it over and over and, and produce post-traumatic stress syndrome. But you know what? Nudity? Nah, we can't have that. Nah, I'm not telling you nudity. I'm just, I want you to process what you're putting into you. 
we've, if you don't believe me, look how normal we've made school shootings. And that's a damn shame. Y'all remember Sandy Hook? We were shocked, wasn't we? Shocked. You leave the children alone. Now we training the teachers, shooting them with pellets. Mass shooting after mass shooting is normal for us. Girl come to church with a skirt too short, we flip out. We change the bylaws of the church and won't change no laws in the government. All right, that's another conversation. I'm going to let that one go, too. Now, let me finish, because this is important. <clears throat> what Daryl did was he separated mind from brain, which I completely agree with, which is fine. I mean, philosophy, science, everybody would agree with. I just told you people can plague you just as much as diseases. That means, Robin, you can eat healthy, but hanging around the wrong people will have the equal effect over your body as eating a whole banana pudding. Mm, That ain't just Robin. Everybody. Some of y'all overweight because of the people in your life. I'm just, Daryl asked me to go, I'm just, if you think about everything I'm saying, I'm in line with what Daryl was saying. I'm in line. I'm in line. I ain't went nowhere. I'm in line with Daryl was saying. Some of y'all literally can't get rid of those last pounds because that person you keep around you. I just told Tempest this morning, the closer I become to a billionaire is the less tolerance I have because I realize tolerance means I'm dealing with something that don't serve me, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. Now let's keep moving forward. <laughs> it's not enough just to eat healthy. You got to create your own economy. That's what I'm here for. You can't get anything if you don't want to do anything. You cannot protect your wealth if you buy someone else's product but do not invest in yourself. Stop trying to look successful and start being successful. Some of y'all you really like looking successful. Actually start being successful. You know what you can't do? You can't fake a harvest. You actually got to plant it. <laughs> what you put in your mind and your mouth will determine your health and your wealth. So put in your mind and your heart with determine your health and your wealth. Now let me show you a picture. Because I'm being mean to you. That's why I wouldn't even be mean. I was just telling you what it is. 
Now pay attention. Remember I said earlier that it's hard, near impossible for disease. Disease, y'all listen to me. Disease can't be in a body that's at a seven. If y'all don't know why y'all crazy about alkaline water, there it is right here. Alkaline water. If, 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 this is why you're crazy about it. But here's the crazy part. Y'all drinking alkaline, but, but you hate people. Reference. Have you ever tried to mix water with poison? I mean, what do you think about it? Somebody, let me cut, cut this off real quick. Give me a, give me a bottle. Give me, give me that can real quick. Why don't y'all look at my screen real quick? Got this Arizona tea, which I passed up today, by the way. I don't know who drank. Who's in this one? Grace is the culprit. It's got way too much sugar in it. That's why I passed it up. <laughs> now, I want you to look at this. Look, look at this, Robin, because you, 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 you get it. You're going to make some sense with me. This, let's just make this good for me. Now, this is what I'm going to do, Jerome. I'm going to pour poison in halfway. And this is what I'm going to say. Man, give me some alkaline water. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put some alkaline water in this poison. It's going to make it all better. Now, if I got 50% poison and I drink it, am I going to die? If it's lethal poison, yep. If it's lethal, okay? Watch this here. If I got 25%, <laughs> if I got 25% poison, and it's lethal. We know it's lethal poison. Am I going to die? Ten, if I put 90% alkaline, 90% alkaline water up in here, and I got 10% lethal poison, am I going to die, y'all? Okay. 1%, if you know it's lethal, and I put 99% alkaline water, am I going to die? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Thank you very much. Let me tell you something. Resentment is poison. Regret, poison, hate, poison, anger, poison, ungratefulness, super poison. Ungratefulness may be the greatest poison of them all. I'm telling you, no gratitude may be because you, let me tell you why. Because when there is no gratitude, everything else comes in. When you have no gratitude, you stop having gratitude for a person, that other stuff comes in. You can't appreciate, you can't be grateful for and resent somebody at the same time. You can't do it. So that was the stuff that I said. And they said I'm helping him. That's the stuff that I'm. I'm that they wanted me to talk. I mean, that day. They wanted me to talk. That's the stuff that I said in response to Daryl. You understand? Just I want you to let's go back to Daryl. He did two major things. He split mind and brain, and he said, "And boy, 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 resentment almost killed me." If you think about the two things, he said plenty. But these are the two things. He spoke about resentment so well, made grace over his shout and confess at the same time. So my question, I'm going to throw this question out there. I'm passing it back to the audience. I'm throwing this question out there. 
It's a simple question. If anger, let me, let me, let me stop. If anything but joy is poison, why do you keep poisoning yourself? I'm listening. Okay, Chance got, I mean, Corey got his hand up. Chance Corey. Corey Chance. <laughs> Go ahead, Corey. <laughs> one, of the, one of the greatest things, man, um, I love about your teaching, man, is that we're always on the same path at the same time. And, and everything you say in these classes, I'm saying to people every day, mentoring people, just trying to change yeah. their mind because whatever you're thinking, I promise you your body's going to follow. It's just like wherever the head goes, the body will follow. So if you're mm -hmm. thinking, if you're thinking, man, how much you like it and how, much, how good it tastes, you're going to eat it even though you know it's killing you because you've already produced an image of what feels better than what is better. Ooh. And so most people spend most of their life trying to be right instead of doing right. So they'll mm. argue with someone like you who is a scholar. They'll argue with you because you look like them or because you're not one of them. Rather than take the mm. information and rather than take the information and try to live, they would rather mess it up and die just so they can say I did it my way. Wow. So so the, the, the one thing that I've learned in today's society is that the one thing that they removed before they removed anything else was accountability. Once you remove accountability, anything is fair game. And so when you mm. take accountability, it just tells us that we can do whatever we want to and we don't have to be accountable and just enjoy it. And even though you know it's killing you, just enjoy it. Even though you know it's running your heart, heart rate up, you're having headaches, you got balls popping up, you can't get that weight off, your Ooh. back hurting, you're sick every now and then, you're at the hospital, you got to take all kind of medicine, but it sure tastes good. <laughs> so I only have to be accountable for I only have to be accountable for what feels good versus what is good. So everything today is, is set up for you to feel good versus being good. So as long as you're more concerned about how it feels versus how it is, you'll keep producing mass numbers of unhealthy people, sick-minded people, bipolar, ADHD, all this because as long as I can keep you emotional, that's why I tell people I'm not very emotional, but I'm very sensitive. I don't, I don't get moved by emotions. I get moved by facts and evidence. So if you got some facts and evidence for me, I can stand on national TV and tell you I was wrong. But, but tell me about your feelings after we fix the problem. Mm. So, so what I'm saying is to everybody is get outside your feelings, get your emotions under control, and focus on what is right and everything else will turn into the right direction. Mm. Very well said. Very, very well said. Wow. It, it's like 50 things and I should quote and put on Twitter. There's a lot of stuff he said up and now. And let me tell you something. I earned this scholar. I paid, I came out of college with $104,000 of student debt. My college debt is $104,000. Yeah, I went, to, I went to the top one of the, I went to the number 
I think it was 54 ranked, number 54 ranked school in the nation twice, bachelor's and master's. $795 a semester hour. Jesus. $795 a semester hour was the classes. It was expensive. Yeah. But that boy say, they going to fight you because you look like them or you don't. <laughs> boy, I tell you. <laughs> Dave, let me hear from you. How you doing there? Man, I'm doing swell, man. I appreciate your workout videos at night because you remind me I need to do push-ups. Yes, sir. And even the love you show, I'm so happy and grateful. So thank you, man. Yes, yes. Uh, this goes back to when we first met. I don't know if you recall that conversation. Oh, you okay? I do, but I'll go ahead. When I came, this to the you part where you talking about. Mhm. Mm I was being a blank canvas, and. Yep. You know, for me, myself, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, not by much, though. But I, I'm, I'm on these calls because yeah. some of this stuff is foreign to me because I never heard it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I'm loving it because it's not like it's not only changing my life, it's changing my family life. You know, um, just just a, the little information that I can give them, you know, in my situation, you know, I'm just like, and, and you know, though the gentleman that I do conversate with, because like I say again, I'm I'm on my 30 day detox, and that was one of the biggest things that you mentioned. You know, being around mm -hmm. toxic people, and you didn't, you, I, mm -hmm. I didn't really realize until I really started started to get into my detox phase that so many people around me were so toxic. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Include myself because you know I was interacting in these conversations, and they were meaningless. You know, and I was just like, man, you know what? I got to do something different. I'm hearing all this good word at church. I'm on these calls with Antonio and the group. And it's like, I want better. I want different. Mm. You know, I am great. And I'm in this group because he, he saw something in me to even bring me in. So I know I have to, not only he gave me opportunity, so I have to prove that not only to myself that I am worthy of being here, you know, in his group, but you know, for the change of it, I'm just like, man. And, and, and then every every day is something new, something refreshing, and I'm still chewing on it, you know. And I've set down every book that I've been reading, and and I've just been chewing on, so happy and grateful because I need that. That's the part yeah. of the journey that I needed to become successful. I didn't have that at all you know what i'm saying you know i, I did a lot of the day like i was hold on but i lost you for a second but i'm gonna let you come back because you are on it you know what i'm saying and i, and I commit to that I'm there like, you go. but i want to talk to people all of this to you guys um you know just being you know oh man it's just this, this, this is what i needed i'm just gonna say that you know I don't know how everybody else feel on, on a call, but man, I need this opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to be around a group that can pull the greatness out of me, you know what I'm saying, to give me new new information. And and then again, you know, like, you know, when we talked, I said, hey, I'm coming here like a blank canvas. I'm coming here like a baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was just, just open for everything that, 
you know what I'm saying, it's going on around, you know, without having a rebuttal. And, and a lot of times, you know, I've, I've, I've always been that gentleman, like, oh, I can do it myself. I can accomplish this myself, you know. And I know it was the wisdom that was coming to me to say, hey, Dave, you you around greatness. So be open to absorb some of this information. And, and not, not only absorb it, but apply it to your life, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And really make a true commitment and change it. And that's all I got to say. Love it, man. I sure appreciate you, man. Now, and I'm glad you're applying to your life. So we can clap for that. That's beautiful stuff. Let me, let me give all of you a warning. And I mean this as impolitely as possible. I'm going to be polite, but I mean it impolitely. When you start recognizing all the toxic people in your life, it is only for one reason. You decided to grow up, and now you notice what you actually are. I'll repeat that again. If you are now seeing the toxic people in your life, that's who you were. The only reason you didn't see them is you can't see what you are. I'll give you a great example. When I started changing, I was with a woman, and I was so angry. Ah, man, why won't you just change? And it dawned on me, because I kept saying how negative she was, and I was like, man, this is not who I got with. We was together for a long time. And it dawned on me. Yeah, it is. She ain't changed none. I'm just not noticing it. She ain't, I mean, I mean let, me, let me say it without the colloquialisms, Jerome. Maybe they'll. She hasn't changed one bit. I am the only factor in the equation that actually changed. Therefore, she is not the problem. The problem is I am noticing what I put up with. I am noticing it because I didn't put up with it. I wasn't. And it was invisible to me because we vibrate at the same frequency. Now that I vibrate just a tad bit higher, I can see it. But for seven years, Jerome, I was just as negative as her. We would sit in our little negative corners and negatively talk about people with their negative selves. I'm serious. We 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 sit there and roast them. Come on, man. Look, 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 you know, look, look. So that guy, we, we I was the kind of person you get out of church full of the Lord, I'd knock the Lord right out of you. Knock the Lord right out of you. And some of you holy rollers, let me tell you something. People got the ability to knock the Lord right at you. Don't you think, because you got them, I can't knock them at you. You come out there happy. Pam come out of church happy. Woo! And I'd be like, you know her, you know her shoes that match her dress. I don't want to hear all that, Tony. I don't want to hear all that. 
this. I was a bad negative person and didn't even know. Because what I was is what was invisible to me. Careful. If you listen to me, listen. This is objective truth. If you are forced to remove negative people, two things are true. You have negativity in you, the same that they're doing, and you attracted them in your life. And they can only be, you can only move them unless you attract them. Come on now. I don't want to hear you. Like attracts like. Okay, don't believe that for things. You need to believe that for people too. You don't get to have people in your life that say, I need to get you rid of my life. Nope. You attracted them in your life. You were the first problem. And you're the only problem that matters. They're in your life because you called forth they trash. Because you are trash. And the reason why some of you, you get mad when I be talking, because you're trash. And you want me to politically correct it up. You are, I'm supposed to go, come on. Now, Antonio, you know, we're going global. We're going to have 400,000 people here. You need to, no, I ain't, I'm not. What is the truth is if you don't like something, you attracted it. What's in you is what you see. You don't like your wife, you don't like yourself. You don't like your boss, you don't like you. Brian Johnson came to me, he had a terrible leader. Three years ago, I had a terrible leader, Thorne, just doing everything, he was ready. He came to me, he had no idea who I was, y'all. He came to me and was like, man, he was getting ready to go in. Now he's really going to go in. I said, hold on, bro. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> I'll meet you, Mike. Because <laughs> I ain't playing. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. How many seconds did I let you? <laughs> How long did I let you get ready to talk about somebody in front of me? Uh, well, you didn't. Cut them I, guess, I guess, yeah, I guess you like seeing it on me. When I walked in, what you we, you you positioned yourself? You was ready. Yeah, this was. Oh, you got met. the petty point stance. You was ready. You oh, know you I had my, my my three point petty stance. Yeah, yeah, you was ready. And you was Tell like, you say, before, you say before you go there, you say, hey, I'm gonna let you get it off your chest because I see you need to get it off. But before you say anything about what you want to say about it. Let me tell you about a man in the Bible. So you like the Bible, don't you? Oh yeah, that's my language. All right. Tell you about a man named King Saul. And you begin to tell me the story about King Saul and David and you, at, at the end. You had me all pumped up, you know, because we like to talk about the David part. So you had me going with the David part, then you're going to sit there and say, and sometimes, God will sit you under King Saul to get rid of the King Saul and you. And that hurt me because I had to 
stop shouting and look at the story the whole other way and look at King Saul instead of looking at David. And I was like, Come wow. On. No, you show sure right. Change his whole, he didn't want to vent no more. Yeah. He didn't yeah. want to vent no more. <laughs> you start talking about Jerome. He was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Because yeah. he wanted to be, look, now he wanted to be David. I let him make it. I let him make it. I could have, I could have, right. but I let him now. No, I told him, we ain't nobody David. Ain't nobody that good. Nobody. That's a, that's a story that we don't do and that we can't live up to. No, 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 no. But I said, I ain't trying to limit you, but I need you to know if you're ready to assassinate somebody's character, you ain't the person letting them make it. I said, you were under a bad leader to get rid of the bad leader in you. And I'm going to need every last one of y'all out there listening to me right now to know that anybody you got a problem with, life has set you there, under them to get rid of them in you. And that's your real problem. So I'm not going to be nice. I'm going to be intentionally disruptive to your ego. If you don't like it, it's in you. Like attracts like, and you can only be aware of what's in you. Chantel, ask me a question out loud. Okay, can you hear me? New York in the house. What yes, up, what ma'am. up, what up? <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So my question is, do you believe, because I'm feeling it, I'm feeling everything you're saying and really taking it in is um definitely liberating as always my question is do you believe antonio and i'm asking your opinion personally that if that even the light attracts moths mm, yes it does yes it does i've never heard it put that way before that was brilliant do the do the light attract moths? Yes, it does, and I'll tell you why. Because winning, I almost said it. That stuff is addictive. Addictive. You you put your own word there. Winning feels good, Chantel, and when you winning, everybody want to be next to it. See, winning has this magnetic. Man, I don't know why I like. It. Chantel, but it's something. I can't figure it out. And them folk that can't figure it out, some of them are moths. They're just trying to eat up your cloth, your light. They hanging around. A moth adds no value to light. If you talk about the grand scheme of the world, a moth adds great values by, by breaking things down to a biodegradable level. But you don't need to be broken down. You understand? You are light. Light has an uncanning ability to bring people around that want to be seen. You know what, Reverend? Mm. Oh, Antonio. That, Go ahead. That that just made me <clears throat> that just made me think of a another metaphor. <clears throat> um, 
Um, and I hope this could help somebody because as I'm taking in what you're saying, which is so Have real, way. Um, I'm all, I'm thinking, you know, as what I, as well as what I just referred to, which I, I appreciate your insight on that, but just as well as a rose, a rose has thorns. Um, so I, so what I'm receiving here, you know, as well as like attracts like, I I totally get that. And then looking in within yourself, I, this, this is just bringing something, some, some breakthrough out of me as well as, um, you can be a rose, but even a rose could could be, could be a bitch. (laughs) Um, in the the sense of protecting yourself and that's what it is okay the world has made women protecting themselves bitches right Mm -hmm. the world did that that's wisdom right that's intelligence the rose is intelligently protecting itself from the predators around it. I'm going to stay pretty, beautiful. I'm The rose is saying, I'm going to stay until in my purpose until my season is done. The rose, in fact, let me, let me change the word season. I'm going to stay in my purpose. I'm going to stay a color in this dark world until I die. That's what a rose is saying. Forget season. And to ensure you can't stop my shine, I'm putting thorns on me. Woo! It's intelligent. It's quite intelligent. Humans take thorns a little too far, don't we? The rose got thorns just high enough for the, 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 the animals or insects that will attack the rose for their feet, not for human hands. If a human was a rose, we, put, we had thorns everywhere. You couldn't even touch us, Tempest. You couldn't even, couldn't even, Dow, you wouldn't even be able to pick up the rose. You're like, we overdo it. The same walls that keep people out are the same walls that keep those poison in. Daryl did all this, y'all. If you if you if you get Daryl did this, Daryl did this. Okay, you get get on Daryl. He did this. This the way that I love to explain it, Chantel, and I and I really think it'll resonate with you. In fact, Chantel, me and you're we're we're you and I we 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 coating as old folk in Texas would say. <laughs> And why are we coating, which in Texas means respectably, I had to ask permission and you, and I got to have you back by seven. And your mama gave you $20 emergency gas money just in case I'm crazy. That's, that's Texas, you know, that's old school. Now, <laughs> Tempest knows you. <laughs> now you got a garden, Chantel, and I got a garden. As long as we coating, Courting, as long as we're courting, Chantel say, hey, 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 your garden over there, okay? We just, we just get to know each other. 
Then what happened is you say, I trust, I trust him. Let me lay down my garden and allow him to come over my garden. Now, if I'm a piece of trash, I done put that pretty little grass on the outside of my garden so it looked good. Now here I come with my free, my wind smoking, my, my drawers, my socks, and my PlayStation. I ain't been getting no job. You know what I'm saying? You can't go nowhere now. You was pretty when I met you. Now I got to say, what you, what you doing? What you got this on? All this stuff. And then all my bad credit, I'm planting in your garden. Babe, let me get the income tax so I can flip it. <laughs> I'm bringing up real examples, Jerome. I'm just bringing up real examples. She's young, so I'm talking to her at a young level. That's all I'm saying. If, if I, I would have used a different example for Susan, but this Chantel, she's 20-something. You understand what I'm saying? Let me flip that income tax. <laughs> you know, and now what I've done is I've stopped messing up my garden so I can mess up yours. How many of you, by show of hands, can admit that you've been through seasons of your life to where you was doing everything right, but nothing went right? Come on. I want you to consider the people in your life. I want you to consider. Thank you, Susan. I want you to consider that the people, some of the people in your life, depending on the season, you was reaping their harvest, not yours. They came over and planted in your garden. Every time your harvest came up, they weeds choked it out. Got a good job, but you had to get fired because of such and such and such and such. There's another way to say that. <clears throat> when my when my youngest son was two, he just he just he skipped. He didn't walk until he was late. He, he my oldest son walked at eight months. It was crazy. He had these bow legs like a cowboy. Ashton is a little different. Ashton's the youngest. He's a closer. He's like he's more like his daddy today. His older brother is the cool, swaggy Tony back in the day. Ashton is like cut this check. You know, that's that's him. Very. He ain't start walking till a little bit after his first birthday. Cause he was like, walk for what? If you know if you know him, it makes sense. If you know him, it makes sense. Okay. It makes sense if you know him. Then as soon as he started walking, he just went, he skipped learning how to walk. He just went straight to running. That whole let me master this walker thing, he didn't even try that. He walked for two days and after that, as soon as he figured out if he walked too fast, he went straight to running. And he never learned how to stop. So he would hit walls, just boom. I, I'm dead serious. He would just run, and he would just smack walls. And what he would do is he would run to daddy. He would run fast as can. And he's unstable. And in order for him, he realized in order for him to not fall, he had to almost knock me down. I'm going somewhere. Walk with me. He understood 
that he was too unstable. So in order to stabilize himself, he had to destabilize his provider. And the destabilizing of me, Chantel, is how he got his stability. You got some folk like that in your life. Please, I hope you didn't think I was just on some rant. You got some folk like that in your life. They only get stable when they knock you off, Robin. When they mess up the culture of the beauty shop, that's when they stable. Mm. <laughs> they come to get all y'all energy, and they real negative, and they go, man, y'all tripping up in here, but now they feel, they walk feeling good. Yeah, I got to them. But your whole shop messed up. Customers only want to come back. They called down for no reason at all, going off of some stuff that some stuff God already forgave him for. They bring it up, trying to bring him back. Wish I had somebody. I need some folk that got some family members that keep you in 1997. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Every time they bring up your name, it's the old you. They have no reason to have a new them, though, because they never needed to change, Pam. They never needed an old them. Only you did. Wish I had somebody. And it's wrong. But in order to stabilize yourself, you got to destabilize somebody else. Some of y'all just hanging around destabilizers. I'll put it this way, then we'll open it up. Long time ago, I wrote a story. My first blog ever was called Rainwalking. I didn't even know it was a blog. It was just emails I was sending to people. It's a, based off the truth. I mean, it's actually a true story. I was 18 years old <clears throat> in the United States Army, and we was in a white phase, Jerome. The white phase. Jerome was, you was a drill sergeant, huh? I think he was a drill sergeant. Yeah, you was a drill sergeant, wasn't you? Hold on, cut your mic on. I was a recruiter. Ah, uh, you were setting me up for drill sergeant. Okay, then. <laughs> you, you, you were sending me to the slaughter. Got you. Well, the Army has three faces. Red, white, and blue, obviously. Red is what you call the soldierization phase. White is the weapons phase, okay? In the weapons phase, we're marching 25 clicks, sorry, 25 kilometers. I, I forget, I, I went to my, my military league, oh, that fast, that fast, bro. <laughs> 25 kilometers, and we, I start hearing these loud crashes. They loud. What the, what is going on? And I'm hearing them from way a distance, I can tell they far, but they sound like it's right here. Well, the closer we got, the louder they got, it was grenades. And it was this huge drill. I mean, this dude had on the starch BDUs, the, what we call them, Jerome, the tank starch. You know, they stand up by themselves. <laughs> and his biceps was five times the size of his crease. And this man looked out down and he said, I ain't no hero. 
if when I if you don't throw the grenade over this wall, the wall was a C-shaped wall, and it the, and it it concaved outside, so you were inside the C, and it was to stop the grenade from happening. If you don't, if he said, if you don't, if you don't get the grenade over this wall, when I reach for you, if you don't grab for me, you gonna die. I never forgot this. I had no idea I was learning the lesson, but I felt like I was learning something. See, Robin, not the punchline, but when you reach for somebody, that's you helping them out. Don't take that many muscles. But I promise you, you better grab for me and use more muscles to help yourself than I'm helping you with. I wish I had somebody. Don't let me out help you in your situation. Okay. This is what my dressar was telling me at the grenade range. You understand? Now, later on in life, I start processing and I start writing my blog. And I start saying, you know what? Some people are just like grenades. All they do is blow up on people and kill them. All they do is just blow up. And, I, and, and I'm thinking about this in jail. I'm sitting in jail thinking about, man, I just messed up. I should have did that. Man. He outsmarted me. <laughs> now, and it dawned on me, it's not the blast that kills most people. It's the shrapnel. And some of the people in your life, they walk in shrapnel. I'm making some sense. All they do, they blew up a long, they messed their life up a long time ago. And they just shrapnel trying to come in yours. Stop entertaining shrapnel. And for the love of what is right, Stop sleeping with shrapnel because you're afraid to be single. We get to the root of problems tonight, Pam. We get to the root, to the root. That's it. I'm serious. If you don't know how to be single, you're going to date shrapnel. I'm telling you. Single is a blessing. Grace can go to China right now if she wants to. She ain't got to explain nobody. She ain't got to ask nobody to watch no kids. Grace can be like, I'm gone. See you when I get back. How long you gone for, Grace? Six months. Ain't got to explain nobody. I'm just telling you. All right. Pam Norris, tell me what you learned. Oh goodness gracious. <laughs> I got pages of notes. I got notes for days. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> You've just taken it out of me. I'm sorry. I don't want to you. <laughs> no, I'm just I, I appreciate just, you. This has just been wonderful. <laughs> that's all I can say. It's been enlightening. Oh, I appreciate and wonderful. You. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Robin. Robin, I wanna I wanna call on you. I'm gonna lead your question. This is one of the 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 
Lawyer would go, objection, Your Honor, he's leading the witness. I'm about to lead you. You ever, you ever dated some shrapnel? I probably have, but I, I don't have know, definitely have to work. But no, I, <laughs> okay, I got something to say. You All know. right, let me hear. So this week, I had to call Brian this week and tell him some stuff that was going on. And the, fa the fact that you just said about, you know, the shrapnel and they old, but they come back because they messed up their life. So they try to come and jack your life up. And so I went through that this week and it was concerning around gratitude. And I got a chance to see somebody who preaches about gratitude, but their actions show that they were so very ungrateful where I said, you know, this is so, it became very clear. Not only is it the fact that I have to let you go, release you, re release you, release you, and let you be who you are because I'm developing into being a whole nother person. But what happened was that because of their, their, their ungratefulness, it almost like shut me way, way down. It really did. And I was like, okay, how am I going to get past this? And I called Brian, I had to let him know, I don't want to like call you and complain to you about my problems, but I need to release this. And he said, you have to let people be who you, who they are. And I've heard it. Mm -hmm. I've heard it on the call multiple times. I've heard it from everybody on the call. And I was just like, wow. And today they came in today with a, a, a gift of, you know, some supposedly some type of, hey, let me like, can I still be your friend type of gift? And I was like, no, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. And I think I told you about this person too. I was like, this is not going to work. So I don't need you to come bring in any gifts of any That's kind right. because it's dangerous. You're dangerous <clears throat> for my future. Period. That's right. Dangerous for my future. Y'all heard that? <clears throat> I just I posted a video. First off, I'm dominating Instagram now. Instagram got me messed up because I slept on Instagram all these years. My, my following's low. But Instagram is number one social network right now. <clears throat> Follow data. Instagram's number one social network. Follow data. It's the hottest. Forget your bias. It's the hottest. Okay? Pam just wrote that down. I just watched this. I just watched it. Okay? <laughs> that being said, I just put on IGTV, Instagram TV, for those who are for me. <clears throat> Yesterday or two days ago, you need to cancel your subscription on some of the people in your life. The same way that you canceled that Netflix description, Daryl, some of the folk you subscribe to, they just need to be canceled. Now, I'm going to break down how you need to cancel some of the people in your life. Some folk, you just need to cancel, cut all ties, never talk to them again, burn the bridges like the warrior in the field. And Napoleon Hills, they can grow rich. Just let it, cut it, done, be over with. Some folk, they're your family. They're too close. You can't cut ties. That's rude, Robin. <laughs> That's your mama. I'm just saying the words they actually say to me. I'm just saying what they say to me. <laughs> That's your mama, Tony. You gotta love your mama, all that stuff, right? But what you can do, since, you, since it's not 
right by human de- by objective decency to cut your mama off or the man that you dating that watches the kids or the woman you dating that had the kids so you can't cut them off you can limit their access to you see i said something just not Jerome. why they gotta have full access to you why you keep can i be real with y'all I'm gonna lean in. I'm, I'm leaning in for this one. I'm, I'm gonna be real with y'all. Why you keep telling people your good news when you know they fit to make you feel bad for having good news? Am I talking to somebody? I just I feel like I'm supposed to say that. It ain't the likes on Facebook that matter. You know, that, you know that that crazy stuff that when you tell somebody something good and they frown up and you see it just for a second, watch that. That's what you need to be watching. Some people get very upset that you are happy. These people, they, and the only people that can get, the only people in your life that would get very upset that you're happy are the people in your life who should never get upset that you're happy. I'll say that again. The only people in your life that can even get very upset that you're happy are the only people in your life who should never get unhappy that something happening is happy to you. Here's a better way to say it. Betrayal can only exist if somebody literally should not have done that thing to you. Your enemy can never betray you. You knew your enemy was going to do that. Betrayal and enemy can't exist. That's not the definition of the word. Betray means, but we, but we close, Robin. Not me, not you. You did that. Jerome, no, Antonio. You promised me we was going to change the ATS Business University. Bro, I trusted you. And I had meetings at midnight for you. All of a sudden, you done quit. That would be ultimate betrayal to Daryl. Because I'm not supposed to do that. Do you understand? That's betrayal. Whoever rest they soul six months ago, six weeks ago, whoever don't like him because he he we wear good shoes and and they don't. That ain't betrayal. He he know who his enemies is. Betrayal happens because you shouldn't have did it. Those people, Chantel. Those people. Those are the ones you got to limit your access to. Do you see the two ways to handle people? You got to cut them off. And if you're too close to cut them off, you limit your time with them. I know I'm helping somebody. 
you limit your in fact you know what let me i'm i'm i'm, I'm taking over you limit your time you understand what i'm saying you limit your time with these people if you can't cut them off cut off their access and watch their behavior if you ever want to see what somebody really think about you go silent if you ever want to see what somebody think about you just go silent that's the real phrase so far you understand when someone actually has a problem with you their agenda is loud even if they hide it from you their agenda is real loud and when you go silent they can no longer be on the offensive this is just a basic war strategy it's tried and true i'm telling you go silent when you go silent they can't figure you out see the problem is you've been telegraphing your next moves and they've been jumping in front of your next move because you because you're so consistent when you get angry that's why they always make you angry because that's when they know what you're going to do next the only time they don't know what you're going to do when you're on these calls with me they, they can't how many of you right now and you can feel free to say something back how many of you right now you got a person in your life that don't want you on these calls I know I do. I had a person right, in my so life that did not want come to on call. And this was even at the beginning when I got when I started to become faithful to the calls. They said, "What do you need a coach for?" I don't think that's going to help the problem. I was like, mm. "Are you serious? If there's a problem that you can't figure out, of course you get a coach. You get someone to help you out." And even to this day, even though they're no longer in the salon, because it was somebody who's working in the salon with me, when I told her, I said, look, I, something's telling me that I have to be quiet. It's time for me to be silent right now because I'm going through a lot of transition and I'm going to be here. The bills will be paid. Y'all always have hot water, whatever it is that y'all need. But right now it's just a time for me to be silent. And in that silence, the whole salon cleared out. But I was not upset. I wasn't in fear. I didn't, I was relieved. So like, yeah, I have, there are people who don't want me to be on the calls at all, period. Yeah, I've had like four you ain't the only one. phone calls. During this, every time I get on the calls, I'm like, why do I get all these phone calls all of a sudden, but yeah. There you go. I just see every day chat. I didn't even know she was on the call. FOD just said every call was a problem. <clears throat> I don't know. Can you talk, FOD? Dad said they don't want you to grow. He's absolutely right. Okay, no, you can talk, FOD. If this, I think I saw you on mute. No, um, I'm just saying that this is right on on point. That's that's exactly. <clears throat> and I, and at first, 
it was more of just every, there's always a problem there's always something to discuss there's always and I'm like what damn it why it kind of seems like it's always during a call you know um and then when I started to see that <laughs> it became flat out it's either this call or our harmony. So it's, mm. let's just say it's been really difficult and this, is re- this call is resonating with me. Appreciate you. Thank you very much for your transparency. Yo, these are the people you got to limit your access to. The, 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 <laughs> nah, I showed in with Timbers, bro. What she said. <laughs> And I wasn't even going to go there. I show glad you said something. <clears throat> Tempest Austin says, limit their access in your mental space as well. We carry people when we let them go. Bye bye, my shit. Let me tell you. Did y'all hear what you said? You didn't let them go. That, that, that was fake, y'all. That wasn't real. That wasn't real. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to speak in tongues. Let me just say, I don't know how. That's just me playing. Yeah, we carry people when we let them go. Wow. You know how many people that have been, and I, I say this with respect, okay? I'm, I'm, a, I'm talking about myself, but I've been through it, and so I don't want anyone to throw stones at me. You know how many molestation victims have carried that act or those continuous acts? For generations, mm-hmm. you know how long I was. It was 2012 before I released the issue I had with my mama. Didn't even know I had an issue with my mama. Didn't even know. Didn't even know. I was told to honor my my mother and father. That's the only commandment that has a condition attached to it. I was always respectable. I thought that was not a problem. You know what I found deep inside of me? <clears throat> I was at I was with Lakewood Church at a camp. Tempest actually sent me a cell phone. <clears throat> this is the truth. She actually sent me. And we had some bonfire, and I hate being there and all these dudes confessing they stupid little feelings and stuff, you know. And I'm like, man, let me just get out of here and just let these three days be over. And I'm just what I'm thinking, you know. They get to talking. And I'll never forget the guy, Ben McCluda, his name was Scott Stevens, which is, I thought it was weird. He had two first names as his last name. <laughs> and he come around to me. I said, nah, I'm cool, man. I won't say nothing. And he went, man, thank you for sharing. Good job, man. That's no problem. This is a safe place. You don't have to say nothing. And he moved on. And I wasn't used to that, Jerome. You supposed to say something. I was supposed to, I was, I was getting ready to let him have it. I was ready. You know what I'm saying? I'll test it again. It came back. It was a small group. So it was six of us. Mm-hmm. Came back around. I'm still good. I won't say nothing. No problem. He didn't make me feel bad again. I said, now you got me messed up. See? See? <laughs> now you up to something. <clears throat> I know y'all don't think like that. But as for me and my evil, see, I'm not afraid to admit that I'm evil. This is why I got my evil under control. Because I account for my evil. You understand? I'm not dressing up my evil with some Bibles and some perfume and stuff. 
I know my evil is relentless. He came back around third time, finally I said something, and it, and it just came around. I realized that I I had a issue. Now, I hated my mom. I didn't know that. Never knew it because she never came back for me. That was my issue. It was so deep in my subconscious. My dad is a colossal screw-up, let me tell you. A colossal drive-by promises. He used to beat on me, all sorts of stuff. And he's in jail right now. I got to go see him not too long from now. I mean, it's just a colossal screw-up. We cool now. I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, I'm t- if he was sitting here, I'd tell you to his face. Colossal screw-up. I told him. And I never... He, he, he talked to me one day. He said, this is after my book, Keep Walking, came out in 2014. And we were talking about the book because I actually asked permission to release some of the stuff. He said, I got to ask you a question, son. I said, go ahead, man. You ask me anything. And that's how I talked to him. Go ahead. He said, why do you cut your mama off so easy? I just never understood. That. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just never understood why you always gave me ch- When you're sitting here with me right now, you ain't talked to your mama in over 20 years. And I said, I'm telling you, this is, I was, I'm 37 now, so I was 35 when I said this. It ain't that long ago. I said, well, you always came back for me. And the way I made a meaning out that in my head, it, well, excuse me, I was 30, 33 when I said this. The way I said this in my head is since you came back, you was at least trying. Oh, yeah, don't take this as right. Just take this as the head of a dude that needs to forgive his mama. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm not right. But my answer was exposing the issue I had with my mom. She never came back. Real talk. When my mom gave me a bed six, she never came back. Never. Ever. Didn't even attempt. Same small city. She wrote me off. And I never knew I had a problem with that. So here's what I had to do. I had to limit my access with my mom, but not in the way you think. This, y'all ain't go like, and I'm just going to tell you, right after I expose it, I'm going to end the class. I'm just going to tell you. So before you get to go, uh-uh, let me say this, you got to chew on it. Okay? My mom, I went October 2020, 2012. October 20, 2012. I called Tempest. <clears throat> Tempest, do you remember the story? Yeah, you do. You remember it because you're probably pissed off. So go ahead. Is this the story about um, your friend called you and was like, your mom wants to see you? Yep. Okay. All right. So let me set it up. My mom, it's kind of like Daryl too. It's kind of, it's kind of like Daryl's story. My mom said, I forgave her, Jerome. I said, look here. It's all good. She was like, I swear to God, she said this. You ain't got nothing to forgive me for. I ain't do that wrong. I promise you, she said that. I swear, I'm not even lying. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. She said that. She, she, she said that. She said that. And then a couple months later, 
I get this test. Pick up tip. I don't know where this story picks up. <laughs> no, the friend called. Well, you just told the part that I was going to say. <clears throat> no, no, no. The friend called and said my mama got stabbed. That story. Oh, I don't know this story. Oh, <laughs> I thought you knew it. All right. Friend called him and said my mom got stabbed. Now she's stabbed. And, and I'm from Galveston, Texas, right? So Galveston is a, it's a tourist attraction island. That means there's no middle class. That means tourism is middle class. That means you made it or you poor. And if you're poor, you're trying to rob somebody who made it. I'm just telling you what it is. And every Miami, Jamaica, well, the parts of Jamaica, they, they, they media size, yeah. And I sit, I remember standing there. I, stayed, I stood there and I went, I'm not, I'm not going to see her. Remember Dara said earlier, I'm trying to have some sympathy, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to see it. Like, this ain't even personal. And, and it really wasn't even personal. The way I was processing it in my head, it wasn't personal at all. I was like, look, I'm just not going. I'm, I'm not about to interrupt what I'm doing to go see if this woman is dead. Finally, I, it was like 45 minutes later, I go see. By the time I got to the hospital, I asked for her, I said, can I see such and such, such and such. They say she checked herself out the hospital. I say, I say, bust me in Jerome. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, she checked herself out. She got stabbed and her side, she checked herself out. And the realest moments of my life happened when I got this news. I was both so upset and so sad at the same time. And it was like, wow, this is, and this is midnight too, y'all, by the way. Don't nobody get stabbed at a convenient time. You know, you don't get stabbed when, you know, that's ain't the way it works. And I go, wow. All right. And I start processing what's in my head. And I remember saying, I limit my access. Remember, not in the way you think. So I cut. I said, you know, I got to let it go. So I let it go. Then the next day, I went out my way to go find my mom. Out my way. I searched. Hard, hard, hard. Didn't find her. And right when I gave up the search, she driving, she riding down the street with a with a basket, uh, shopping cart is what you call it, right? Shopping cart with all her belongings, and she's got this. I, I can't even. I, I don't even know how to tell you how true this is. She got this huge shopping cart. She's got this shopping cart and it's got this 18 by 14 frame in it of a picture of me and and my now ex-wife. Like, this is so old. This is 2003 stuff. Like, we've been divorced for 10 years stuff. 
but it's the only picture of me she got. And she riding it around. She's got the her stuff on one side, and she's protecting these this one picture. In the in the, it's kind of like raining, but it's like Texas rain, a little sludge or whatever. It ain't real rain. And then it dawned on me. It's the same thing. Every time she's getting, she see me, she goes, let me see your teeth. I don't know why she do it. She do it every single time. I must have used to brush my teeth when I was a kid. I don't know. I don't know. Let me see your teeth. And I said, I do I need to say, you need to brush them some more. It's the same conversation every single time. I have no idea why she do it. I can't make this up. And it dawned on me two things. I limited my time with this woman so much. This is my fourth conversation with her since I was six. So I said, all right, this is what I gotta do. I have to limit my time with her by limiting my hate for her. I spend so much time not with the woman walking around with the basket. I spent time with the woman in my head that had me messed up. Limiting my time was limiting my time with the real person struggling to do the best she can with what she had. But I spent all my time in my head, Robin, with the woman who never came back for me. So I limited my time. Not in the physical reality. The one that I put on her that she didn't deserve. So my challenge to you, do you have what it takes to admit you are putting filth and bad habits on people that they don't even do no more. Yeah, they did something wrong to you. They ain't did that in two decades now, but but for you, once or something, always or something. I challenge you. I challenge you as as hard as I can. Let the actions that are in your brain. So I was going the whole class. Go, because what's in your brain isn't fair for you to put on that person. Some of you, you have in your brain what's on a person, they done change, and you won't let them change. Mm. You demand that you people see your change. Remember, I set this up earlier when I said, how many of you got, feel like you stuck in 1997, your family members? You got them stuck in 1997. I'm not saying what they did was right. I'm saying you you are now more wrong than them. Because they, I'm talking about me, Tony, 
They molested you for a few years. You hated them for nearly 20. Mm. Talking about me, just me. I ain't talking about nobody else. I ain't talking about Daryl, I'm talking about me. Three year stretch. You gave me 20 years of energy. Mm. Just me. Six to nine. You hated them from nine to 29. Who's more wrong? Objectively, that answer will always be me. I carry them every relationship. Every time I mistreated a woman, I did that. Every time I mistreated a woman, every single time I cheated on a woman, mistreated a woman, did something like that, I was simply trying to prove how gay I was not. Y'all ain't hear me. That's too much transparency. That's too much transparency. Every single time I did something so That's foul. It. That's it. That's it. Every time I tried, I'm, I, I had, I did way too much only to prove I wasn't gay. And to prove, the promiscuity is to prove that I wasn't gay. All the women. All the women. Wasn't gay. Because you know what? And I'm sure Daryl can relate to this. Only time I felt I was in control when I was controlling somebody sexually. It's the only time I was in control. Only time I was in control of my life. It's when well, I manipulate somebody facts. to sleep with me. Only time I felt control in my life is when I was manipulating somebody to sleep with me. I challenge you. Your brain is making you hold on to stuff far too long. Let it go. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate. Thank you, everybody. I sure hope you get some healing. Woo, this class here. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs>